Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuckers, Chuck, Chucky, Bride of Chucky, Bryant. You paused as if you forgot who I was. No, I had a <laughs> thing. I, I have marble mouth. Worse um, than usual today. Geez. Here we go. This podcast brought to you by Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever mixed those with Zima? No, but you know that Oakland Raiders, former Oakland Raiders quarterback, Jamarcus Russell, uh-huh. just got busted with, they call it purple drink. And it's it? it's like uh, it's codeine syrup oh, yeah. and I think some sort of carbonate soda and Jolly Rancher. Wow, that's robo tripping is what he's doing. Well, it came out of the Houston, Texas scene uh, like ten years ago. Weird purple drink, never heard of it. Huh. That's he how was, square I am. I haven't heard of it either, so don't feel bad. Yeah, okay. Plus, it's like that's what they do in Houston. Seriously, that, <laughs> is that yeah. what you want your town associated so. with? Oh yeah, yeah. We use codeine water. Yeah, we came up with purple drink. <laughs> Uh, wasn't he the QB for LSU? Yeah. I hate that guy. Well, he's a bust. He's nothing now. Well. He's a big wash. Really? Yeah, he went to the NFL and got all fat and threw interceptions. and He was great for LSU. Team. Yeah, he was. So anyway, I guess what all that leads us to, <laughs> Chuck, is saunas. Yes, football players. Well, they they probably are steam room guys. Yeah, let's talk about – that's a great place to start, Chuck – there's a difference between a sauna and a steam room. There's a number of differences, but the mode of heat is what's really different, right? Yeah, and I should point out, we called this saunas colon more interesting than you think for a reason. Yeah. Because Robert Lamb, our esteemed uh, writer and uh, stuff from the science lab, uh-huh. co-host, co-host, he wrote this and he told us like months ago, he's like, dude, you should do saunas. Yeah, saunas. You know, it's way cooler than you think. Yeah, and it's dirty and filthy and like. And he was right, too. steeped in history. Yeah, this is a uh, for my money. Robert Williams, the best writer on HowStuffWorks.com. We always say ever. That. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote an altogether pleasant article that I've read like many, many times, and every time I just love the way he wrote it. It's a great article. We should read the first line. Please do. The first line of his article says, "You're going to want to read this article naked, so please, before you go any further, disrobe completely." Mm-hmm. So if you're in the confines of your own home, yeah. if the shades are drawn and you're an adult nice and disclaimer. there's no one else around that you yes. feel uncomfortable with. Very specifically, Chuck <laughs> is only talking to people who are, we'll just go with 21 years of age and older. No, yes. 25. And you're alone in your house. And if you're listening to your podcast and you feel like doing so naked right now, please do. Right. Now, saunas, more okay. interesting than you think. Right. Thank you. Brought to you by Jolly Rancher. <laughs> um. Chuck, we were talking about the difference between a, a steam room and a sauna. Yes. A steam room is heated by moisture. Yeah. Vapor, water vapor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for that reason, the average steam room is going to be about 104 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 40 degrees Celsius, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty hot. It is, but you can't jack it up much hotter than that. And the reason why is because it feels so much hotter than it is because right. it's a moisture-rich environment. Yeah. And our body cools by sweating and then the sweat evaporating off of the skin. Yeah, cools you that down. That creates our cooling sensation. Well, in a steam room, you sweat. You sweat buckets. Yeah. But it never evaporates because for evaporation to occur, the environment, the ambient air, has to be drier than your skin. Right. And if it's equally dry or it's wetter, then your sweat's not going to evaporate. No cooling effect. Right. Which is why sweating while you're swimming is, is in, it's a problem. It's disturbing. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is what I do. Yeah, and, and then in a sauna, conversely, this is dry heat, so it's going to be a lot hotter temperature-wise in there, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, if a uh, steam room is 104 degrees Fahrenheit average, you're talking 176 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's hot. 80 degrees Celsius in, in your average sauna. Yeah. And I, do you like saunas and steam rooms? Mm-hmm. You do? I, I've never really sat in a steam room, but I love saunas. Actually, growing up, there's a Holiday Inn in Toledo that um, my family had a pool membership to, and they had a sauna. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You could get a pool membership to a hotel mm-hmm. in Toledo in the 70s. 70s and 80s, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never uh, heard of that. It, it, but, I mean, now that I look back, I'm like, yeah, that's really, really weird. You know um, what? It probably wasn't but, a membership. Your dad was probably like, yeah, we got a membership, kids. Come on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wonder, actually. He had a room key is yeah. what he had. I'm pretty sure we had a membership, but I don't remember. <laughs> but they had a sauna for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I was introduced to the sauna like really early on. It was like just a normal thing. So when you were a little kid, you enjoyed it? Because uh-huh, yeah. it seems like such an old person thing or an adult thing to do. Uh, here in the West. Ah. Uh, uh, if you go to Finland, baby, they are all about the saunas. I mean, it's like their national pastime. Right. Actually, um, in their national epic, Chuck, it's called the Kalevala. Just a little side side note. Never heard of that. It's their national epic. Very, very old. Uh-huh. Uh, it mentions saunas frequently. Uh, well, of course. Okay. Um, there's about 1.6 million saunas in Finland. Wow. And uh, the first description of a Finnish sauna dates back to 1113. The Ukrainian historian Nestor wrote about him. That was my goat's name. Nestor? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Did you name it after the Ukrainian historian? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was 11, and I named him after the Ukrainian historian. <laughs> it was either that or Plato. Did your goat love a good schwitz? Uh, no, but he drank Coke from a bottle. Which was kind of cute. That is so cute. It's cute uh, with goats. It's not very cute when you see a human baby drinking Coke from a bottle, which I have seen, and it's disturbing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Have you ever seen like a one-year-old drinking a bottle of Coca-Cola? No. It ain't right, man. Yeah, that's not right at all. No. It's better than an espresso shot, I guess, but not much. It's in there. And by Coke, of course, I'm using the Southern colloquialism for Coke, which means any kind of soda pop. Sure. COA, as always. Man, we got really far off of saunas, didn't we? Let's yes. go back. So Finland, saunas are associated with it, and for good reason, right? Uh-huh. Did you read the article about the uh, Finnish Navy fighting pirates? Yeah, they have uh, saunas on the pirate fighting boats. So Yeah. And Not only that, the Finnish army in Kosovo mm-hmm. built 20 saunas for their for their uh, fighters over there, like 800, 800 troops. 800 troops. Crazy. They had 20 saunas. And they have them in prison. Yeah. Finnish prisons. Yeah, it's it's literally a part of daily life. If you go camping and you're Finnish, you take along a portable sauna right. while you're camping. Like, people take saunas every day. It's like showering to us. Sure. And this is in addition to showering. They shower a lot, too. Yeah, before we breeze past the Finnish prison saunas, though, <laughs> we should uh, – That this is sort of remarkable to me because we'll find out, as we said, that a lot of about being in the sauna is being – completely naked, uh-huh. especially if you're Finnish. Right. Americans are a little more shy, but we'll get to that in a minute. But I imagine a Finnish prison sauna is a pretty happening place to be on a Friday night, wouldn't you think? Yeah, because the saunas have something of a reputation, Yeah, especially in the 70s. Um, they developed a <laughs> reputation for uh, being a swinging gay hangout. Yeah. 
the it, bathhouse. Right, and that is nothing new, actually. Um, no. Saunas, which we'll talk about later, the history of them, but uh, they were um, kind of eradicated thanks to the Protestant Reformation because they had started, started to get pretty frisky. Hey. Yeah. yeah, it's a big party in there. Right. Uh, and not just gay either. Well, no, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Prostitution. Yeah. Saunas were Syphilis. where it was at. All they were missing was a disco ball and uh, Andy Warhol, and it could have been <laughs> Studio uh, 54. Nice. Uh, so let's get let's crawl back inside the sauna for a minute. Okay. You know all the, the spruce cedar wood that looks so nice and feels so good on your bottom? Yes. I always thought that was just like, I mean, I knew obviously they weren't going to put stainless steel in there. Right. But, but I always never really figured, thought about it, did yeah, you? it's wood, but I never gave it two thoughts. Right. You, you would think that it was just a traditional, and it is traditional, but at the same time, yeah, it's never been updated in that respect because if you did put in stainless steel, you would leave many, many layers of skin in the sauna yeah. from your bottom every time you sat down. Sure. Same with plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd just be in big trouble. So wood absorbs heat. And it remains relatively cool at high temperatures, yeah. which is why. I mean, it's still warm. Your tuchus is hot, but it's not like you're not hurting yourself. Yeah, and uh, Robert also pointed out that it absorbs steam and stores heat and releases like that fine cedar smell. Right, which is why like they use cedar and spruce because they yeah. have um, natural aromatics trapped within more than others, yeah. right? God, I love cedar. Except pine, but I don't know if you'd want to just sit there and smell pine the whole time, would you? Mm, maybe not. They get a little crazy, I think. Yeah, I think so. So, Chuck, let's talk about the original Finnish sauna. The Savu sauna? Sa- yeah, nice. Savu sauna. It looks sort of like the Unabomber cabin. It's literally <laughs> a cabin-like structure. Right. No windows. No chimney. No chimney. Which is important because it is a wood fire sauna. Yeah, and it's a little disconcerting. Apparently, if you have an original Savusana, it takes like all day to get it hot enough. Right. You're burning wood. Yeah. There's smoke in there. Yeah. It's black soot yeah. on the walls. And this is where you're supposed to go in and sit. Yeah. It sounds very dangerous to me. It does. It doesn't sound healthy, um, which is why the Savusana, um, it, because of the eye irritants, the fact that you're inhaling carbon monoxide and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. Um, is is generally relegated to sauna purists, according to Mr. R.L. Lamb. Yeah, but I, I get the idea that you're supposed to let the smoke clear out as much as possible. Is that right? Yeah, like but once how? It's, how do you do that? Well, he, because he, you're <laughs> just letting all the heat out, you know? Yeah, they, he said it seeps through. Uh, uh, oh, the cracks, cracks in the roof. Yeah, yeah. Still, to me. yeah. And I as mean, a if COA, it's getting hot enough. Yeah, as a COA, I would say please do not try and build your own savu sauna because you will likely die of. Uh, Asphyxiation. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how people survive these saunas. I know. Right? So um, they're generally left to, to sauna purists, and the rest of us just use regular saunas. It's just called a sauna. And this is the uh, very recognizable sauna with spruce or cedar wood right. um, and a stove. Uh, most of the time, these stove called uh, Kiowas uh-huh. are electric these days. Sure. Although, you can have a wood-burning Kiowa, Kiowas, K-I-U-A-S, mm-hmm. um, that has a chimney. Right. So You have gas, too. The, the main feature isn't that it's wood-heated right. for a sava sauna. It's that there's no chimney, and you're inhaling right. it. Yeah, and, well, we should point out, too, like, whether it's wood or gas or electric or, or whatever, it's not, that's not providing the heat. You're heating rocks. Right, and then the rocks transfer the heat to the surrounding environment. Yes. And if you want to jack the temperature up a little bit, remember we talked about a steam room. Uh-huh. 
that it's heated by water vapor. Yeah. You can actually use the same thing for a sauna. You take a little water mm-hmm. through a ladle from a bucket, uh-huh. splash it on the rocks, and all of a sudden you have what the Finns call loily. Well, there's an umlaut in there. I know, and I, I don't, I'm not big on Finnish pronunciation. I know how to say Simo uh, Haya, and I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. I'm going to go with Lurli. Lurli? Lurli. That's Swedish, I'm sorry. Yes. I just said something in Swedish. So since we were talking about the rocks, we should say that uh, the rocks, it's very important. You can't just throw granite in there because granite will probably explode in your face. Right. If it gets that hot and you put water on it. Real danger. Exploding uh, rocks are not good. No, you need unweathered quarry rock, and he listed a few. Uh, Hornblende is my favorite. The one they like the most is, uh, what is it? Um, Perio... Periodotite. uh, Periodotite. Peridotite, because there's an there's a, there's a semi-precious mineral called peridot. Yeah. So I imagine this is where it comes from, peridotite. Or our old friend basalt. Yeah. Makes an basalt. appearance again. Basalt. <laughs> Why? Why can't we get that one? I it won't know. stick in our head. Like, there's know. no um, neural pathway forming when we hear that word. So anyway, peridotite. Yeah, so those, those are the rocks, the unweathered quarry rock that, that you can use to get really, really hot. You can pour water on them. It'll steam. It'll hiss. Right. But it won't blow up in your face. Right. Uh, again, which is very important. I was surprised to find that the um, Swedes don't have a name for the pile of rocks that heat the, the sauna. They have a name for the stove, Kiowas. They have a name for the steam. Yeah. Which is... Lurley. Yeah. But they don't have a name for the rocks. It's called the pile of rocks. Yeah. Interesting. Just I put bet some there is water on that pile it. of rocks and make us some loily. <laughs> uh, Josh, you can also have what's called an infrared sauna, and that's the latest and greatest. And people say, people that believe in the infrared sauna say that it actually penetrates like into your bones, which is good and bad. Yeah. If you uh, listen to the Butterfly Wings podcast, you know infrared means redder than red on the on the um, spectrum of light, right? Yeah. And it's. Radiation. Sure. It exists as radiation. Yeah, I don't know if that's good. Basically, what's going on is you're being bathed in infrared radiation. Yeah. So it heats you up. I'm a semi-purist, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I would just like a regular sauna. Not a Savu sauna. a stove, a kiosk. Exactly. Yeah. But kind of like they have at the gym. Yeah. Or at the Holiday Inn. Without Toledo. the old naked men. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the thing about um, saunas that you're going to run into, Chuck, is naked men and naked women even, depending on where you that? are. Why not? Yeah, that's um, Robert made sure to point out that depending on where you are in the world, different cultures have different traditions. Yeah, Finland, a lot of Eastern Europe, Russia, you can pretty much drop everything. You got to have your towel though, because you got to sit on it. Right. You you may be completely naked, but yeah. you still have to have a towel for hygienic reasons. You don't want to just sit your butt on the um, cedar plank where somebody else just sat their butt because right. there's a transfer of butt funk. Yeah, but you know what else I thought was funny? He said that they don't, like, Americans who want to wear, like, their bathing suit in there, they're really frowned upon because of hygienic reasons. Right, you just cover up with a towel. Yeah, but why is that not hygienic to wear, like, your Speedo in there? Does a butt funk get trapped in the lycra? I think the (laughs) butt funk can make it through the lycra to the outside (laughs) of it. Is that it? Maybe. I don't know. I just thought that was odd. Yeah. 
Because here in the U.S., we're like, no, you wear a bathing suit for hygienic reasons. That's my point. Yeah. That, that's my point. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because we don't wash our bathing suits quite as often as we wash ourselves, our naked bodies. Maybe so. This, uh, is, this is a steamy episode <laughs> of Stuff You Should Know. Well, we are talking about nakedness, and we also should mention that um, same-sex saunas are found all over the place in Europe. Yeah, where where saunas have traditionally been around for a very long time, yeah, they tend to have same sex. Although they'll also have mixed sex um, as well. Yeah, there's both. Wait, I'm sorry. The places where the saunas have been around the most are more likely to have mixed sex. Places where it went away for a while and came back would have more like same sex saunas, right? Right. I was confused. I'm sorry. Germany, Austria, Scandinavia, Eastern Europe. He says, generally offer nude mixed company bathing. I, yeah, mixed company, like men and women. You got it. Yeah. And Russian banyas. Did you ever see Eastern Promises? Yes. It's such a good movie. Has there ever been a more uncomfortable fight scene in your life? <laughs> Completely naked. Than the Ego naked, Morrison the naked stabbing fight scene. a couple of guys. It was. Yeah. If you haven't seen Cronenberg that movie, for you. yeah, it's an awesome movie. Um, it's for adults. It's rated R or maybe NC-17 even. Possibly triple X. Triple X, the old triple X. But yeah, there's a fight scene where Vigo is completely naked in a bathhouse and fights these guys. I can't imagine anything worse than being in a fight when I'm completely naked. I, I would just, that gives me the hives. It does me as well. Thinking about it. Yeah. Let's talk about sweat. Yeah. Let's talk about the science of it, huh? Yeah. Because okay. that's what it's all about. Yeah, but a lot of people who um, who use saunas say that they're very healthy. And as Lamb gets into, that goes back to the idea that sweat is excretion and excreting anything right. is healthy. Sure. Uh, but he also points out that it's very easy to make this mistake, this, this idea of any excretion's good has been around for a very long time. And right. don't forget, we used to use leeches to sure. suck our blood. Yeah. Um, we used to believe that... Um, you know, pooping as much as we could was a good idea. Right. Um, which I kind of still cling to that one. Yeah. I do too. Good. I'm a big believer in it. Uh, if you're talking sweat, Josh, um, what happens is nerve endings are triggered by heat and it re- uh, releases a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. Exactly. And he <laughs> says there are 2.3 million sweat glands that all of a sudden kick into action. Which are also called eccrine glands. Eccrine glands. Which are I, different from apocrine glands. I feel like I have more, but... <laughs> it's probably not the case. Mine are just overactive. That's possible. Hard working. You do. I've seen I've seen you sweat in a a seventy degree Fahrenheit tank, which is chilly. <laughs> you have to have a wetsuit for that and Chuck's still sweating. Again with the swimming and sweating. Uh so uh he claims that in a fifteen minute sauna the average person sweats about four cups, about a liter of sweat, which is way more for me. Yeah, in 15 minutes, right? Yeah, I can sweat about a gallon in 15 minutes, I guarantee it. That's a lot, man. A liter of sweat is a lot of water to lose. It is. You know? But I mean, you should see me in a sauna. It's awesome. Right. It's, it's one of the best feelings. But I'm not exactly uh, sweating out toxins, am I? No. You're sweating out salt, yeah. uric acid, not to be confused with Robert Uric. No. Um, and that's pretty much it. You can... You can you do excrete toxins, right? Yeah, but not much. No. For the most part, toxins are excreted through your kidneys. This uh-huh. is your go-to um, excretion Excretion organ. station. Right. Yes. Um, and the researchers have found that in heavy sweat, uh-huh. uh, about 1% of mercury found in the bloodstream is released, 
where the other 99% that's released goes through the kidneys. It either comes out in the stool or the urine, right? Pee or poo. Right. Uh, and this is, it has no, the, um, the concentration of a toxin in the bloodstream appears to have no bearing on how much is released through the sweat. It's right. almost like our sweat glands are set up to just do 1%. But people who use saunas say, man, 1% of a concentration of mercury? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely worth 15 minutes in the sauna. Absolutely. You know, so I they couldn't feel, agree more. But I think it's not just feeling healthier. They're saying, look, there's a science behind it as well. Right. Right? Exactly. Um, another benefit of a good sauna sweat or a good sweat period is it's really good for your skin. Uh, it opens your pores, keeps them nice and pliant. And the uh, there's a study by the Journal of Dermatology that said, you know, a regular sweat from a sauna has a proactive effect on your skin. Yeah. And, like, helps out with eczema and all kinds of dry skin conditions. And also, um, Lamb points out that we've long associated, like, bathing rituals with kind of... Um, clearing away the You're like a spiritual the, thing the psychic funk yeah yeah not just bottom funk but head funk yeah uh-huh. uh and anybody who's felt poorly mm-hmm. uh and has taken a shower can attest to that you just right. feel better somehow after a shower Absolutely. and there's nothing worse than the feeling of taking a shower stepping out and still feeling bad because you know it's going to be another 24 hours before <laughs> you are going to feel start to feel good. Sure. Like, you know you've screwed up big time if you take a shower yeah. and you still don't feel good afterward. Right you are, Josh. A great shower, like a great sweat. Yeah. Or a good steam. Good schwitz. Good schwitz. Does the body good. Um, we were talking about the Russian uh, banya, the saunas there, the bathhouse. They also would beat themselves. I think they probably still do. You would flog your skin with what's called a venic. And it's a bundle of leafy branches, like mm-hmm. oak and maple and birch branches. Right. And by doing that, they're they're stimulating circulation. Yeah. Because the skin's like, what's going on? Quit that. Send some blood there. Right. Let's find out what's going on. Right, right. Let me know what's going on after you get there. See? And um, <laughs> that's what that's what the skin's doing, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and it also um, produces a mild euphoric effect, apparently. Yeah, it releases the plant oils, which is also a good thing. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he said it stimulates the production of opiate endorphins. And it's like a mild narcotic effect. Yeah. Crazy. Which I love that, that those three words together. Mild narcotic effect. <laughs> right. That's a great it's almost like cellar door. Right. Mild narcotic effect. That's better than massive narcotic effect. Right, yeah. Then you're in trouble. Then that shower doesn't work. Um, Chuck also saunas produce a, a mock fever. Yeah, I thought that was kinda cool. So your internal body temperature can raise as much as five point four degrees Fahrenheit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the temperature at your skin can increase by as much as 18 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a lot. That is a serious amount. And by doing that, your body's like, oh, okay, I'm sick. I need to uh, jack my immune system up. So white blood cell Uh count or white blood cell production is increased. It's good. Um, The lymph nodes, which are another internal waste system, Uh uh, a very important one, um, are flushed. Right. uh, And you start to sweat even even further. Yeah, but it doesn't increase your blood pressure. It increases your blood pumping. Circulation. Circulation, but not your blood pressure. No, but if you do have high blood pressure, we should say saunas are not recommended for you. Well, we should just go ahead and say who all it's not recommended for. Kids and old people. Yeah. It's not recommended. Pregnant ladies. Um, But it is good. um, Like, those people shouldn't get in, but women definitely might want to get in because it apparently alleviates menstrual cramps really well. Right. But if you're pregnant, again, you want to stay away from the sauna. But you wouldn't have menstrual cramps, though, if you're pregnant, right? Very 
very uh, astute point, Chuck. Thank you. Um, lastly, about physiology and saunaing. Um, what you want to do is keep yourself very hydrated because the irony is, is yeah. while you're excreting that 1%, the go-to excre- excreting organs, the kidneys, yeah. need water to excrete the other 99%. And if you're sweating all of it out, things get backed up, toxin levels raise in your body, and you can do some real damage to yourself. Yeah. So every time you go into the sauna, you want to take a jug of water with you with at least a liter, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say if you have gout, the sauna is probably a good place to go. You think so? Oh, because uric acid builds up? Yeah, it's your, all it is is a buildup of uric acid, and, and your, well, urea is uric acid. So if you have gout, get, get thee to a sauna. Okay. Um, and there was one other cool thing about the physio. Oh, the reason they, one reason they recommend heart uh, patients not get in saunas is because one of the traditions mm-hmm. is to jump from the sauna either into a snowbank or into a cool pool water in Finland. Yeah. And shock your body. And the old urban legend that you heard when you were kids about going from the hot tub to the pool and you're, you'll drown because your pores are open. Right. That's eh, so not true. No. Uh, actually, it's big in Turkey, too. There's the Turkish bath, which is like a hot tub and then a cool tub. Right. And you go from one to the other. Is that what a Turkish sudden. bath is? Uh-huh. Did not know that. As far as I know. That's what I've always heard it. I had no idea. Um, Chuck, I think it's high time we talked about the history of the sauna. And saunas are very, very old. Yeah. Neolithic tribes. I love how he tied culture and uh, humans, like culture springing up around human physiological needs. And bathing, he mm-hmm. said, was like the first people that bathe in hot springs led to saunas. They're like, wow, this is fantastic. <laughs> I really like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think in France and Spain especially, a lot of the Neolithic settlements are located very close to hot springs uh-huh. and not by accident either, right? No. Um, as People were remained nomadic. Uh, apparently, we started creating collapsible, portable saunas uh-huh. that resemble like sweat lodges right. in Native America. Sure. Um, and then, as we began to settle down and become sedentary, uh, they made more permanent structures like uh, dugouts in earthen dugouts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then eventually the savu saunas, and then which remember the date back at least to the 12th century. Right. Right. That's and the probably unit. a lot further right. than that. Uh, apparently. As Finland settled by modern Finns, um, the the sauna was pretty much brought with them. Yeah, and through the Middle Ages, it was like the common people. It wasn't just for the rich or anything. The common, like whole villages, would would sauna together, sweat it out together, men, women, and children. Yeah, and uh, at the local bathhouse, they would actually feast inside the sauna. Yes, which is really gross. It is. Ask me. They would get married. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and they would get They would have babies? On. Yes. Prostitution. What were they called? The stews? Yeah. Was the, the nickname they had? Yes. Yeah. That's not a stew. You want to eat with crackers. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe afterwards. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, so this, this association, like we said, with saunas and places where you could find a prostitute and have sex with said prostitute... Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of that Roman Dionysian orgiastic right. um, kind of vibe yeah. going on uh-huh. in the saunas was one of the reasons why they were eradicated by Europe because in the early 16th century, Europe got a little tense. Yeah, Protestant Reformation just ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of like, you can't do that. You put a put a hat with a buckle on right now. Yeah, you can't do that either or that or that or that. Right. Get you out of that Start crying right now. <laughs> 
let me teach you what guilt is all about. Right, and then that lasted for about 500 years. And then finally, yeah. in the late 20th century, thanks to the 1960s, people began to loosen up again. And get, climb back into the sauna. Right, and <laughs> the sauna immediately became associated with sex again, yeah. like the gay bathhouses <laughs> that we were talking about. Have you ever seen in the band played on? Uh, no, but my brother worked on that. I think we talked about that. Uh-huh. Um, and I think you said that your brother worked yeah. on it, too. But um, Phil Collins plays a bathhouse owner, and I think it's Richard Gere, who's, like, trying to track patient zero. Right. Is trying to convince him to, like, shut down the bathhouse because there's, like, this epidemic that no one's paying attention to. Yeah. That back then they called gay cancer, which is now called HIV or AIDS. They called it gay cancer? They did originally. Crazy. Yeah. Um... And so the bathhouses feature prominently, and uh-huh. saunas feature prominently in the bathhouses. Phil Collins? Phil Collins. Susu Sudia was Yeah, he did a good job. the bathhouse. I think we talked about what a good job Phil Collins did, too. Dude, that was a long time ago. So if that's the case, then people, you know, that's like a two-year-old podcast. So I don't mind repeating things every right. once in a while. We should do one on things to do with the dead body. <laughs> yeah. Or synesthesia. One. That'd be a great one. S Y Y S K S K S K S K S K S K S K S K S K now you can find them at Holiday Inns around the world. Actually, it's yeah. not true. I've never seen a sauna at a Holiday Inn since. They had, at my last really crappy job, they had um, a gym in the building, which mm-hmm. was one cool part. Yeah. Because you could go down like during lunch and work out. And they had a sauna in there. And I would work out. and then I You would... could theoretically. <laughs> I did for a time. Okay. And uh, I would go sit in the sauna. And it's just the best, man. Yeah. Just sitting there, just like there is something... I see why the intercourse happened because there's something very primal <laughs> about just sitting there naked and just sweating and sweating and sweating. Mm-hmm. But I never had a desire to like eat food or meet anyone special. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. <laughs> Is that clear? <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. I got hint, hint. Um, for those of you who can't see, I just winked at Chuck. Yes. Um, I, so, Chuck, let's say that you have been inspired to go out to take a sauna from listening to this yes. there's, a, there's actually something called sauna etiquette that you need to know about yes. first of all if you're in a country and they speak german and you decide to go to a sauna there will be a person in there <laughs> named the sauna meister yeah. the sauna meister is in charge for basically running a very strict 10 minute session uh-huh. where your entire job is to go in there and sit down and shut up yeah right uh, basically follow the sauna meister's lead. You're not allowed to leave once no. the 10 minutes has started. Definitely. You're not allowed to come in once the 10 yeah, minutes has started. And definitely never, ever put your hands on that ladle. No, that's the sauna meister's job. You do not wet the rocks if it, you have a sauna meister. No, that's that's the sauna. And I got the impression, I was looking around, I couldn't find anything that wasn't in German and that I could translate. Um, but I get the impression that the sauna meister is actually a paid professional. Well, I hope so, because if someone's just doing that for kicks, then... No, you know there's, like, jerks out there that are like, I'm the sauna meister because oh, yeah. I come here all the time. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm the sauna meister. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm the sauna meister. It just goes on like that for a long time. Yeah, and then they wrist wrestle and... Uh, or what's that <laughs> no, wrestling? they leg wrestle. Yeah, they leg wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> with, that, with just towels on. Oh, God. How about those guys that walk around the gym I know. with the towel over their shoulder, yeah. butt naked? I know. 
And why are they always like 70? I know. And they, they pretend like, hey, everybody else is no, you know, not. subject to the Protestant Reformation. I'm free. It's like, put a towel on, hippie. I don't even like, I'm, I'm this close to being a never nude myself. <laughs> are you? I don't do like. You have sh- the, do you have the <laughs> denim jeans on? Yeah, I shower with denim jeans. <laughs> no, but I, don't, I mean, I mean I'm, I, I'm not into that. Put some clothes on. Protestant Reformation. Jeez. No one can escape it. Yeah. No one That's escapes the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> I'm the sauna meister. So lastly, with sauna etiquette, basically the whole thing comes down to putting the ladle on. If you're alone in the sauna, feel free to add some loily. Yeah, do whatever you want. If well, there's somebody in there, it's, it's probably one of those things where you want to be quiet and sure. then just say, hey, do you mind if I put some water on the rocks? It's supposed to be a pretty quiet environment. Don't go in there like some chowderhead with your cell phone. Right. And um, when you go in and out, you want to come in and out as fast as possible because that open door changes the temperature very quickly. Right. And just be considerate. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. I saw, um, God, that just reminded me. I saw the uh, War of the Roses again the other night for like the 50th time. Mm-hmm. And remember Kathleen Turner locks Michael Douglas in the sauna. Mm-hmm. And then the next shot after he like stum- like falls out of the sauna <laughs> is him drinking Gatorade in the office the next day. Yeah. He's got like a gallon of Gatorade. That was drinking. a good, didn't Danny DeVito direct that? Oh, man, it's one of my favorite movies. Guy has, a, has a brilliant mind. Lastly, Chuck, let's talk about the world record for saunaing. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is a guy named Timo Kaukonen. He is the world championship, um, well, the world record holder. Finnish, of course. Finnish, yeah. Uh, in August 2009, he sat in a sauna that was heated to 230 degrees Fahrenheit, That's which crazy. is 110 degrees Celsius, for three minutes and 46 seconds. You can you like warm food at that temperature. You can cook food. Oh yeah, at that temperature. Uh, that, my friends, is saunas. And again, I think Chuck and I would both endorse you going over to the website, HowStuffWorks.com, typing in saunas, and just reading this really well-written article by Robert Lamb. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and informative. Uh, and since I said HowStuffWorks.com, I'm largely abandoning the handy search bar thing. I think that's run its course. Really? So, yeah. So the new the new signal for, oh for um, listener mail is HowStuffWorks.com. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Watch. I'll say it again then because I wasn't ready. I was still in handy search bar mode. Oh, okay. Uh, You want to just go over and read saunas at HowStuffWorks.com. Watch this. See? (laughs) So you're not going to say now it's time for listener mail? I can't control it. I used to be able to control a lot more when I said handy (laughs) search bar. Yeah. But oh look, it just happened. That's this when you were the sauna meister. Up, Chuck, chiming all over the place. I need to not say anything else. Okay, let's okay. just read the listener mail. How about that, Josh? I'm going to call this. Uh, take that, Colbert. Oh yeah, Colbert. I recently heard this from Scott in Connecticut. Is that what CT is? Yeah. Okay. I recently heard about your rivalry with Stephen Colbert's Kiva team. Congratulations on your success. I'm a fan of both your podcast and his show. Which is cool. But he has uh, he says he wasn't going to choose sides until late one night when this happened. I know. This is pretty amazing. It's slightly harrowing. Uh, I was up late, unwinding from a long day of work in class. I was listening to some vintage SYSK, the Bhutan's Gross National, National Happiness episode. After a little while, I noticed a strange smell. A little like overheated electronics. Yeah, ozone. Yeah, this is a scary smell. I sniffed around my computer. I noticed that it seemed to be stronger near the door to the rest of my apartment, opened it, and this visible wave of thick, acrid smoke and gas poured into my room. Wow. I ran to wake my housemates, opening as many windows as I could to vent out some of the gas. Sounds like a smart guy. 
Uh, it literally tasted like burning. Our eyes and throats were stinging, and we called the fire department. They arrived. They found our oil furnace had basically imploded. Um, those things are dangerous. What oil burning yeah. furnaces? Yes. This, this, I don't know where he is in Connecticut. We're going to get a letter from the oil burning I furnace know. board. Okay, remind me to tell you about high fructose corn syrup letter. Okay. One day. The basement was loaded with uh, carbon monoxide and other compounds you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley, and it had been leaking up into the rest of the apartment. If not for your podcast, I would have gone to bed earlier, never noticed that smell. This is why I mentioned Colbert, you may wonder. As it turns out, my roommate, Caitlin, had been watching Colbert upstairs, and she fell asleep. She was tripping Z's when I woke her up and pulled her to safety. Where was Stephen Colbert in our time of need? He may have a space treadmill named after him and a high-profile primetime TV show, but he's no substitute for SYSK when it comes to riveting and informing, informative late-night life-saving. Thought I would add another game-winning point for Team SYSK. Yeah. Scott in Connecticut. He's also no SYSK when it comes to raising donation loans for the developing world. Because we beat the tar out of him on Kiva. Yeah, Kiva.org slash team slash stuff you should know. Chuck, we indirectly saved these people's lives, you realize. We've saved quite a few lives at this point, my friend. If only we'd been there for the family at the end of storytelling. Yeah, I want to know if we've killed any... Oh, God. It's so (laughs) awesome. You're so hooked on uh, Todd Todd Sullins right now. Love that guy. Todd Sullins, if you're listening, I appreciate your work, buddy. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, if you are Todd Solins, we want to hear from you. Send us an email, wrap it up, spank it on the bottom, and send it to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. <laughs>